the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Mill Burgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and Trace is with us on the porch. He's back and ready for action. <laughs> uh, when are we going out of the back. fish fry? Yeah, okay. When are we going out of the fish fry? What? Uh, oh, uh, the turtle. Uh, the fry. turtle bake. Yeah, <laughs> no. Turtle bake sounds better. Yeah. At least you got to spend some time with your family, Trace. Yeah, my wife. And Am I? On the weekend. Should I be hearing Jerry? Yeah, you should be. You should be hearing me. Do you hear me? I hear, I hear you, you, but not Jerry. Hello, no, Parker. No, that's weird. Okay, let's see. Hello. 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 Oh, Jerry's on mic now. That helps. Okay. Uh, oh, hey. <laughs> there we go. That. All right. Everybody okay now? Trace test. Okay. Is Trace on mic? Yes, Trace is on mic. Can you not hear Trace? Um, hello, hello. Yeah, we're, okay. All right. All right. I hear myself. Yeah. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Hey, guess what? I Yesterday on the way out, yeah. I got me some of this uh, outdoor cleaner concentrate. Uh, one uh, one gallon deal concentrate regularly nine ninety nine. Right. And it's on sale here to two dollars. Plus tax. Clearance. And $2 yeah. till it's all gone. Yeah. Okay. 80% off. Yeah, it's a good deal. So you took advantage I, of it. I got one. It, uh, not only does it have the gallon of uh, concentrate, but it also has a spray mm-hmm. container attached to it. Is it roach approved? What's that? Is it roach approved? Oh, those poor roaches. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> you may well, lose I, some friends. I, I, I told him he also that Jer- Jerry was planning on using that for his bath, but no. I told him he shouldn't do that. No. <laughs> probably, probably wouldn't work on me. But anyway, uh, I got that, and uh, as we speak, my son is using it on his truck to get uh, some long-term, I guess it was a uh, pollen. Oh, okay. He he had a engine go out on it, and he parked it under some trees in Nashville oh. for over a year. Oh my gosh! And so the front hood has got that uh, allergy. Allerg- allergy uh, yeah, you'll have to tell us how that works. Build a bit, uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that that is the the easiest way to get really sideways of your car wash. Yeah, and they don't like that when it comes. 
Well, oh, have it when it has that on it? Yeah, that is, it's very hard. I mean, for one year, that would be. Oh, yeah. It's, it's thick on there. It's even here in San Antonio, if it's, yeah. if it's several weeks, it's, <laughs> they look at you funny and make comments about you. You should probably get the the uh, more expensive uh, version. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I park under a tree, so people, <laughs> I wash it off one day, the the birds poop on it the next time. Yeah, but any, any, I think it's those swallows. Anyway, I think they're waiting for you to wash. I think it's those, <laughs> just those so brown, they can, brown yeah. sparrows. They're, so. they're waiting for you to finish washing it. Oh, okay. Because it has kind of stopped, so I'll wash it again it's today like and the, see if it's, it's back tomorrow. It's like well, I'm not sure washing it today is a good idea. Waiting for What's that? Washing today is probably not a great idea. Oh, why? I saw rain in the forecast. I did, too. Well, maybe I can help it rain. So I'm assuming that over there is uh, the Sinise is uh, showing that you're right. No, yeah. it's Jerry, uh, Jerry asking me what color that is. I always say it's blue. Sky blue. So I brought this up to Milton to see if he saw this blue. And what did you say, Milton? And I said it has blue in it, but it's not. I oh, it has blue. blue in it. Exactly. And then I pointed blue. out this. Yeah. I said, well, that's that's what I think of as blue. That's kind of like our maroon blue bonnet. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was my, maroon, my red. My maroon poppy. It was clearly. <laughs> but it's not pure red because we, ha- we hadn't been able to uh, get, get pure the red yet. So but let's anyway. see. Um, where is it? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's increased. Why? Uh, the chance of rain 40% this afternoon, 30% tonight, 40% tomorrow. Wow. You can't even go on that. Yeah. Oh, here, I'll give you a chance. On Tuesday, 20% chance of shower. There you go. You feel better? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I put the getting of this uh, concentrate off yeah. uh, for several weekends. And I was very frightened yeah, they that, sell it, out. that they may, may be sold out. Yeah, I got like 15 pallets. <laughs> okay, guys, what is that? Uh, I'll, be, I'll be out by the end of this month. But <laughs> is that one of the high, the those hibiscus or yeah, what it's is a it? Texas Star, and I think it's white. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. That she has an. So I got back. I got back from that, vacation. Now I had, that, that changed my ad. We haven't we haven't fixed that part of it yet. But, no, uh, de- definitely sold, sold looks out like Joanna there. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't oh, no, the ad, so I put the tropical hibiscus on sale yeah. for uh, for that sale price in the ad. And you have yeah, a lot of them. Beautiful out there. Yeah, they look really nice. Coming in there. Um, yeah. But, uh, anyway, Are there any other unadvertised sales? <laughs> uh, there's a whole slew of them. Uh, unadvertised? That, that, yeah. Well, okay. no, not unadvertised. No, I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. <laughs> That's the only one that was Okay. Well, and that's the, good. I'm uh, glad you sold them. Fall tomatoes have been. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was getting ready to say. Good, and they're good sized plants too. Are they four and a half? Yes, sir. Do you have a gallon? Uh, somewhere. I feel. I saw yeah, somebody with some. I'm still getting tycoons. My, I'm still getting my my uh, head wrapped around what's left and what's not. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, still plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I <laughs> I can't get over that this is August. No, no, it's not only August. It's the it's the middle of August. Yeah, right. August is flying by. And that's when we used to, or at least I used to recommend, that uh, we plant. Well, and, and we would not be very enthusiastic if, if it was 95 <laughs> degrees. Right, right. But uh, the, the farmers <laughs> always compl- complained to me. They said... Uh, 
29th. We need to move that up to July. We'll plant them in July, which well, we've done that yes, here. <laughs> but uh, mine are doing fine. I planted them directly into those black, those yeah, plastic containers yeah. that we get here at Millburgers, mm-hmm. and they're they're not even. I expected to see a lot of this uh, leaf thinning and things. Yeah, not not all those the varieties uh, showed that even. They just good. Uh, some of them, they're putting a lot of size on, and some of them have even started to bloom. Yeah, that's what I, I told the farmers who, of course, luckily didn't listen to me. <laughs> I said, when it's that hot in July, they're going to drop blooms and not set fruit. And, uh, of course, I was right. But uh, the good news is when they drop blooms, uh, that energy of the plant goes into growing the plant. Once they start blooming, that plant kind of slows its growth down. So, uh, anyway, this year, <laughs> I don't know why, it, it, everything is behind in my mind for some reason. It does not seem like it's the middle of August. No, huh? Nah, I think because it's been... Rainy? Yeah, and rainy cool. and cooler, <laughs> yeah, so... It, it was cooler. It, uh, it was above. It's still been. It's you know oh, August could, in, oh, in San yeah. Antonio. July was the hottest month in uh, ever. Really? Record. In San Antonio? Everywhere. No, the no, world. no, no. I don't care about the world. Just in San Antonio, because <laughs> it could still be on average. It could still be the hottest month in the world. But San Antonio did not. I'd probably be, be willing to bet a quarter that it wasn't San Antonio. Oh, I'll take year. that bet. Uh, All right, <laughs> Dennis, find out if uh, for but a quarter. That, that there was a huge, yeah, big article. <laughs> I didn't even note that whether they said it was San Antonio. <laughs> no, that's, San that's Antonio was raining. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. It was cool and rainy. Yeah, well, we only one. had one one hundred degree day. Yeah, and normally in Aust- in August. Oh yeah, it's the yeah. You, you don't see much below a hundred. Yeah, in a row. Well, there's times I I can recall like sixty days straight above a hundred. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah, <clears throat> I still remember when I uh, worked at another building. It was, uh, I think it got up to one hundred and thirteen, hundred and fifteen, and you could walk on the asphalt to your car. And it would give. It just squish and squish and squish. In San Antonio? Yeah. Wow. It was that hot. I remember my shoes being sticky walking on asphalt. Like oh, is that right? Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably something similar. Turn your uh, mic up a little bit. There you go. Well, what else is going on, Trace, now that you're back and ready for action? Or almost now that you're back, anyway. Well, he, uh, I, I still got catching up to do. So I'm, okay. I've, I've been walking the store all morning long trying to find what we're missing. And it's amazing. You skip eight days and it's... It's like a whole new place. <laughs> Except there's no there's no uh, no new milkweed or uh, porterweed yet. No, the porterweed was what you were going to ask him about. You were going to ask him. Well, there's going to be butterfly weed this week. Okay, good. But I don't think porterweed. Okay. And, and you've still got plenty of the uh, blackfoot daisy. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> I turn around and look. Like yeah, just make sure. Yeah, right there. But uh, we talked about that. I guess a couple of weekends ago, but uh, that that's uh, yep, native, back. basically a native <laughs> plant grows in, in rocky soil in the hill country, and uh, we don't think deer will eat it. I know oh. I've seen it growing out on the side of the highway where the deer graze, browse, 
Huh? They browse. They not, don't graze. Not on the side of the highway. They graze. They browse. Uh. <laughs> they they eat broadleaf and they eat seed heads. Right? Oh, okay. They're oh, arguing they about don't deer. Eat grass, right? Huh? They don't eat grass, right? Well, they'll they'll not much. Not the blades. They eat the. You know, like buffalo grass is blooming now. They're eating the pot. Oh, that sounds about? lovely. What's that? What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> deer and we're arguing deer, about deer browsing. <laughs> rabbit season, duck season, something uh, like that. Uh, no, deer and whether they browse or graze. I'll have to get Forrest Appleton to send you his. Oh, I know what gallery. it was. It, it wasn't, actually, it wasn't any of those things we said that we were going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> we were going to ask you the name of the deer uh, repellent that oh, didn't yeah. smell so bad. I Must Garden is the brand name. Yeah. And they make two versions. So, uh, okay. so you can switch even between the versions. One of them is a spice scent, and the other one ooh, is a yeah, mint nice. scent. Ooh. So they still stink, but then oh, they put that stink good. They, they put that in there to lessen how lessen say, its stinkiness to us. Okay. Say again. Say those again. I must garden. I must garden, and one is called spice scent, and the other one is called m- mint scent. I must spice garden. scent, mint scent, and I must garden. We still have liquid vents, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so we it's know. like Old Spice. Your deer are going to smell like they just got off the ship. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. Yeah, yeah that's where I was going with that. And you, in, mm-hmm. ca- in case you accidentally spray uh, your, some of your loved ones. Yeah, they smell like some spice too. Have been but do, do we know that works? Some people on its porch. Well, it's, it's still all about repetition. I mean, that's you know, deer can get used to anything. That's why I always suggest people every few months they change the product that they're using. So that the deer don't get used to it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we will, we know liquid fence works. Yeah. Bob, Bob X is right in there as far as uh, fragrance with uh, liquid fence. We have that one too. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about that was a big topic yesterday. Now, now that should, cat is really a hit. Getting, I know. Just that one little change that cat made to be out on the fountain. And he's <laughs> he's getting lots of love yeah, and lots fun. of attention. It's funny how he doesn't want to be in the water there, but he, when, it's, when there's no water, that's where he wants to be. <laughs> and you've still got the Vinca, Vinca on sale. Plenty of colors and yep. uh, their uh, disease and received. Resistant. Hot, hot reflections and disease and deer resistant. Now, I was reading uh, Neil Sperry's newsletter, and he got a tip. I got, got some pictures from his buddy over at the uh, uh, Fort Worth Botanical Garden, and they've got a new vinca over there. And it's a, it's a, it's not full flower like the vinca core is. But it's uh, got a kind of like a wagon wheel bloom leaf line. Uh, it's brand new and it's smaller blooms, so it's kind of like a. a I, think multi- multi- I think we had that one. Hmm. Did you? Uh, last year we had abundance. I think I actually have some booked for like <laughs> September. Yeah, it's a it's a kind of like a multiflora petunia. The blooms are smaller, but they claim they have more bloom. Now, what wasn't in the article was the disease resistance. I, I don't know. I don't care if it <laughs> blooms a lot more. I know we, I know we sold else. them and didn't throw any away, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, so maybe. 
But anyway, that <clears throat> that's a new a new introduction, I guess. They got we got to be careful too because uh, the the vinca show a little bit of that characteristic of uh, what's that plant that in the summertime that we plant in the shade but still dies back a little bit. Uh, it's a a lot, of, uh, a lot of people like it. Uh, begonias or the no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> you think of it, and okay, we'll give them. But but anyhow, the even the, the vinca will show a little bit of that kind of a where the where you overwater a bit and the the pot stays soggy. Mm-hmm. See, so with the vinca and all those uh, hot weather uh, plants, you got to be careful. Well, and I think of it as a small container. It has a tendency to stay hot. Are you talking so, impatience? Impatience, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so you, you, I, I'm seeing that a little bit even on uh, Vinca. It's not a, a direct like aerial phytophthora dye, but it's a kind of hanging on and <laughs> and uh, the, the roots rot a yeah. bit. Yeah, no, we, it could, we, could be. I guess it could be some version yeah. of aerial photography, <laughs> but it looks to me just like the the uh, you know the root photographer too. Root photographer. That could be. <laughs> the hmm. interesting thing about that aerial photographer is, uh, it's dependent uh, for for it to get going. It's dependent on uh, water. Uh, too much water standing. And uh, when it first came out, uh, when this new vinca first came out, Mr. Peterson over at the Peterson Brothers Nursery, uh, they planted it in front of their uh, office in a raised bed. And the the plants grew well, of course, they do always do over there, but it draped over the uh, wall of the uh, uh, raised bed and got into standing water yeah, drainage area, yeah. <laughs> on the on the asphalt mm. after it got out of the raised bed and that was the only part of those that had aerophotophora hmm. that died of aerophotophora the, the uh, ones that in the raised bed were, were good now that, those that were in that, exposed to that water all the time died and see that would be a complication too, because if you've got uh, drip irrigation on yeah. your containers, and you get, you know, like I turn it from ten minutes up to fifteen minutes, that could it could uh, yeah. start that uh, aerial phytophthora in the roots, just like you said. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the spray, you know, the automatic sprinklers that people have. That's not good to put that on uh, even the resistant uh, uh, vincus. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. It's 210-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. Come visit us today. Beautiful today out here at the nursery. Little puffy clouds in the sky, lots of color. And maybe your calls after this on 9.30 a.m. The Answer.
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, don't forget, if you've got pest problems at your house, Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control can help you out, whether it's roaches, rats, or, again, with mosquitoes, uh, I want you to take a look at their website, GoSpiderManPest.com, and check out the Into Care Mosquito Trapping System. Spider-Man was one of the first po- the first people to bring this to San Antonio. Uh, it's been a big success, and uh, their, their clients have loved it and how it works. So you can uh, learn more about it. Call them up, 210-656-3721. But it almost acts like a bait type thing. I'll let them explain it to you because do, I've tried and do a terrible job explaining what the Into Care. <laughs> I think you did good. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's but uh, explain how it works and uh, uh, and it really is fascinating and it's no fogging, no spraying. Uh, the mosquitoes do the work for you. Yeah, it's a venereal problem. I don't. Uh, I've never heard that as described it this way. But okay, two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one two one zero six five six. 3721 online. You can learn more about all the things they do at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Luke is on the line. Hey there, Luke. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, sir. Good, good. How can we help you? Okay, I have a sago palm that suffered during the freeze. It came out, but the first prawns that came out were all contorted and twisted. And then I had the second set come out, which were perfect. But now I have all kinds of little limbs coming up from around the bottom, around the roots. Those are pups. Do I need to cut those out? Well, no, they're puppies. This is a sago palm question. <laughs> you cute little puppies. Does everybody agree with that? Well, no, I think you can cut them out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just keep the good, the good-looking ones. It depends on which what you want from that plant so it's going to keep doing it yeah. so you got to decide do you want single trunk or do you want one big one and a lot of babies around it and keep getting bigger and bigger okay. all right so i'll go ahead and how about the ones that were all twisted i need to cut those off or just leave them there i've now i've, I've got a i've got one that all it has is a one twisted one yeah. so i'm not cut, cutting it off but and yours if you got the choice between uh, straight and uh, healthy looking versus twisted. Uh-huh. You, yeah, you got that. You've got that option. I think okay. I'd probably cut them off. Trace, what would you do? What? That would do whatever, whatever makes him happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my son okay. says a twisted one. We're just talking the, the frond, so it's probably yeah. still cold damage, and uh, uh-huh. that eventually it will put on some new growth that looks okay, and you can cut that off. All right. Gotcha. Uh, thank you very you much for the info. <laughs> you could have Thanks, 30 Luke. pups. Uh, I, th- I think of all those people with the uh, with the violets. Uh, yeah. You know, they start with one and how uh, <laughs> they love it and everything. And yeah. two years later, they've got the whole front room. Oh, the African over. violets, yeah. And yeah, when you, when take you, some <laughs> with you, will you? <laughs> when you cut the pups off uh, and let them, let them dry a little bit, like for a day or two, and let, and then plant them. They, you have pretty good success with that. Yeah, they're kind of like a little cactus. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Not very many of them die if you no don't overwater them. Yeah, very but, uh, interesting. They're cute little puppies. Oh, <laughs> all right. And then they won't refer won't refer to them as puppies. 
No, you're trying. Uh, I'm trying to get that to <laughs> Okay. All right. Are you lucky that Milton didn't say kiss him goodbye? Is there? Well, a, I tell you, it's interesting. Is there a plant uh, equivalent to pita? To what? To, to pita? Oh. <laughs> Let's see. I just uh, pita. No, I can't make it work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. And um, 210-308-8867. Uh, I was looking at that beautiful white, the little blooming plant over there. Uh, I, I couldn't, even, couldn't even recognize Plumbago is what he's looking at. And it was... Uh, wow. I stopped today and looked at it, and it's plumbago. And uh, it's labeled plumbago. It got nice labels on it, but it says it's deer resistant. No, it's not. White or blue. Yeah, we got several reports just yesterday about the the deer eating the plumbago. Well, resistant does not mean proof, gentlemen. We've been (laughs) in this a long time. What is that? Is that that white one you're talking about right there? Yes. The white. The you can't you're see at, it. You're looking at Pentas. He's yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah, you got to look on the other side of the tree. Yeah, yeah for you. You got to look oh, through the tree. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty. But what did you say? Deer right. resistance does not mean deer proof. Some, deer somebody, resistance? somebody at this table told me that. What is deer resistance? <laughs> somebody you're looking at. Less likely to eat. Wrong. We planted them out at uh, my daughter's house. No, it does house. mean that. What's that? It does mean that, that they're less likely yeah. to eat. Doesn't mean they won't eat. Well, is, is there anything that's truly deer-proof? Yeah. Well, maybe a few. Close. Agarita, maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, one of my volunteers, uh, Cliff Bingham, wrote up, uh, and he lives in deer, deer-proof country, or deer really, Country, deer country, yeah, yeah, and uh, he made me a list of uh, plants that the deer would absolutely never eat. No such thing. And so I was, he said, I said, this is, I've, I've proven this through the years, and so I sent it to uh, Forrest Appleton to look at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he said, no, we shouldn't put that on the internet. Under our on plantanswers.com. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, Forrest, you're just being a stick in the mud, you know. Yeah. And, and you put it on there anyway. I put it on there anyway. It's still on there. Okay. And uh, Cliff called me about a week later. That they ate every one of those plants. Oh. The deer did. So the deer just needed to know what was uh, on the list. He I said, don't know. He used to to have deer that would eat stuff in the backyard that they wouldn't eat in the front yard. Well, and Cliff Cliff was uh, did a did a lot of uh, research on the hot peppers. Yeah, hot peppers. uh, And he was having amazing luck. I was there, and he had peach trees right on the corner of his yard, and the deer were walking right by and would not (laughs) eat them. But. It wasn't like it was like two months later he got he got tired of it or forgot and everything on that everything yeah. had been protected yeah. by the pepper sauce had gotten <laughs> the deer were ready man they just chewed those pieces so the, it's, it's on plantanswers.com but uh, 
we don't hold much much uh, hope that uh, that is the plants. Yeah. Yeah. I've still yet to find still a deer does. who can read the list. Mm, yeah, they don't seem to know. You know what? Plants that I kind of put in that category are, are shrimp plant, Turk's cap, uh, Nandina. If there's a drought, they get eaten. But uh, I've seen them eat the new growth off of oleander before. Mm, oh, yeah. Mm. Um, Don't those deer, haven't they heard the hot dog story yet? About oleanders? Oh, about don't use oleander sticks to... Right, to bar- barbecue hot dogs. Because it, it ki- it's killed children all over the United States. They would have you believe. Oh. But uh, come to find out, that was... Uh, made up, fictitious. Made up. Because hmm. we can't find the... Kids that did that, but anyway, they're dead. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. They're dead and buried someplace. Uh, maybe so. <laughs> but uh, we planted both colors of uh, a plumbago out of my daughter's house, across from Pharaoh. I think that guy was in a hurry to get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. they they ate them overnight. Especially the ones, well, they started, they, they got on the porch, back porch, and ate the ones adjoining the back porch. you got to use the deer repellent the first three months. <laughs> the, these plants are pumped. Yeah. yeah. That's what they they want to yesterday. be soft and supple and bloom their little heads off. <laughs> and so they have to acclimate to the real world. You know, people don't water like they water at the at the growing operations. And uh, once they acclimate to the real situation, they become more deer-resistant. I won't say proof. But, okay. but but we all keep adhering to the idea that there's there's almost no, you know, the minute we make a declaration that some, there'll be some neighborhood. We've got to give the people hope. Yes. <laughs> there, there's got to be hope out there. We, we're Fall better off hope. saying most neighborhoods. <laughs> Yeah, Calvin in his articles used to say in in some neighborhoods under some yeah, conditions. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> and I've seen that from uh, 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 Turks Cap. Well, I've even seen. Uh, I'm still waiting on the uh, irises. I got to follow that up on the. <laughs> I've got one, one half of my iris bed. They don't touch, and they but they chewed the heck out of the other ha- other half. We need to psychoanalyze these deer. Something, something's up there. Well, they little brains. On a lighter note, yes. one of my one of my fire bushes came back. So now, oh, good. now all of my fire bushes have come back, <laughs> and right. two more of my lantana came back all over right. the last two weeks. It's amazing if they're out there and water the areas. They're yeah. still they're coming back still. Yeah, well, that's good because that's oh, that's for the. the I would have thought that by now, fire the fire the firecracker was. Which one's fire the one that's slow? I mean, no, no, which one's the one that's slow to come back? And firebush, firebush, fire okay. yeah. But no, I wouldn't no. I wouldn't have thought August. No, okay. <laughs> well, and we we emphasize the the real the fun with firebush and a in a container on the patio in the full sun when the when the migrating. Hummingbirds come. I mean, oh, they, yeah. it's just amazing how the, the dog fights they get in, and that little Rufus hummingbird quite often they <laughs> are, end up being the toughest one, and they win that temporarily win that battle because they move on. Have you I found did, any fire spike? No. Oh, Lord. 
Uh, although, uh, in my walking around, wrapping my head back around this place, apparently they found some night-blooming jasmine. Oh, well, good. Right. So we have that in six-inch pots. And sandback jasmine, also in six-inch pots. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the one. We haven't had it's that all year. It's double, doesn't it? Sandback's double, yes. Yeah. So I think okay. Arabian jasmine's another name for it. <laughs> the uh, That used to be a staple plant in... Uh, in the Spanish communities. Yeah, in the old wolf days, we carried that. And, mm, yeah. Uh, there was a couple other ones. Yeah. Henna? Grand Duke. You carried henna? No. You got it from Aldrich? Uh, maybe. Might have been before <laughs> my time then. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, that puts you, it pretty old there, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know why they liked it so much? Everybody liked it so much. Why did everybody? They passed it down from generation to generation. Okay. You know why they liked it? You would. You and Calvin wouldn't like it. Fragrance. Fragrance. Oh. You can smell it. It really has a fragrance. Uh, really? Not, not unlike the imagined <laughs> yeah. fragrance on Belinda's dream. Have you sold all of Belinda's dream? I don't know. I haven't walked over there yet. Okay. I'm getting there. You know they were out front. No. They, yeah, that, yeah. Was, I, that was giving you directions on how I to didn't get there. See, I didn't see them this morning, but I haven't walked the entire ad. I've, I've had to change a few things, but I uh, haven't yeah. gotten that far yet. They've, they've moved out pretty fast. Belinda's very good. Yeah, they're, yeah, good plant. All right, 210-308-8867. Let's take a quick break, and while we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 930 AM, the answer, 210-308-8867. Had an interesting experience. My wife saw uh, what she uh, thought were uh, birds she hadn't seen before, and she went to uh, the, uh, the Internet and found out they were ravens. And she was kind of curious because she hadn't known whether there were ravens in San Antonio. So I got on the phone, and I called Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited to find out if there were ravens. And it turns out that, yeah, that San Antonio now has ravens. In fact, their, uh, their parking lot uh, is a raven. Uh, they have lots of ravens in their trash. But They're at the medical, medical center, too. Oh, is that right? Okay. What's yeah. it saying? Never more, never yeah, more? It's all kept saying, oh, the cat's getting off. <laughs> but, the, um, but the point is, that's how easy it is to deal with them. I mean, I, I wasn't a customer. They just knew me. Uh, I was just calling up, and they were like, yeah, yeah. And actually, I spoke to Keith over there. Keith was the one that helped me because Kyle was out for lunch. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, whatever your problem is, whatever your situation is, whatever you want to talk about that uh, entails uh, nature and uh, and all that, then call Wild Birds Unlimited at 210-479-BIRD or just go by and visit with them at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. You'll find everything you need to have a wonderful, wonderful nature experience in your yard, and you'll get all your uh, all your uh, problems uh, that, that you have solved over there. They've got a great crew, and if not, they'll uh, chances are they've seen it or 
they've heard about it with their customers. So give them a call or go by and visit. 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD, or Northwest Military and Hebner Road for Wild Birds Unlimited. And we had uh, at least one uh, uh, listener that asked about uh, the hummingbird resource that we mentioned in the in the article. Hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, the, I can't remember if... Uh, Kyle had that specific authors, but they do have oh, yeah, se- gosh, they yeah. do have several uh, that have the same good information in there. So uh, it, we talked about yesterday how interesting those martins are and how complex, and it really is a, a, a neat read to read about the uh, the researchers and the naturalists that are trying to figure out why the why those martins are doing all that crazy stuff, you know, like disappearing for two days with their young and then coming back. And those martins are crazy. Yeah. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. But the, they've left, Milton. Well, how is it? Not according to... Uh, Annette? Annette, yeah. They, yeah, Annette that's said still... that two days ago they were still there. Yeah. If they were marked. They're not... I bet I get a box in the mail with one of those birds in there <laughs> so we can identify it correctly. Mm-hmm. I, be- I bet you don't. <laughs> okay. The uh, <laughs> I was looking at uh, Neil Sperry's mm-hmm. This Week deal, this, a week newsletter, and he talks about uh, pruning flowers from coleus, basil, mint, caladiums, and other plants where flower, bud, where flower buds and flowers stop production on, of new foliage. Now, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you can stop the production of mint as tough as it is, but I know I you can dry it out. Yeah. I have noticed some uh, herbs that bloom. Uh, basil, I think, blooms in in the fall. Oh yeah, and it puts it. You know, the, they use basil leaves, so when it blooms, it kind of slows down on uh, yeah. vegetative production. Yeah, basil you can really manage, and then and of course, a lot of the gardeners like it because the birds and butterflies like basil too so it's a, it's one of you those you mean like the leaves or like the they, seed they like the, the the birds like the seeds and then the butterflies like the uh, blooms blooms okay yeah so it's a neat plant except then yeah but then it, i guess you could eat it with tomatoes too uh, yeah why would you put why, why would you do a tomato that way? but it's amazing how many tomato recipes have basil in mm hmm and meat, and meat recipes. Mm-hmm. I got. We got a speaking of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, on August the fourth, uh, Billy McKenzie, our buddy, uh, sent pictures of, of ruby crush tomatoes, spring and fall. Oh wow! In containers, and uh, look at that bottom picture. He's got a ruby crush to make. Man. And it's definitely ruby crush because of the shape. Yeah. 
But look at how many tomatoes are He's got a bunch of tomatoes. I bet Billy spends most of his free time out there picking Picking and eating tomatoes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Billy's Billy's busy all the time. (laughs) Organizations and church. church and Planting the blue bottles around the church. Yeah, you know, I had uh, uh, about three ruby crushes, and the ones that were in full sun, I pulled for the fall, for the the spring. Mm -hmm. But those that were kind of in the midst of my citrus and everything, I left them, and they uh, weren't as spent. I mean, they're they're continuing to do like Billy's. Yeah. So it looks like his are in a kind of a cage. Yeah, and not not. Getting blasted by ninety-five right. degree weather, oh. but there, but I I don't know though. Ruby Crush <laughs> could survive almost anything. I would yeah, say. and uh, they're great. Those are good pictures. Yeah, and they really are. Appreciate Billy sending them to us, taking the time to take those pictures. Unlike people did with the blue bonnet. They didn't, yeah, and that's and we're suffering for it now. Cause what we, about the uh, how how are we doing on the uh, real grande peppers? Yeah. We sold out. I know. It's been a then while. In the no, spring. I mean, have we heard anything on anybody? No, oh, I think Lewis uh, was it? No, it wasn't Lewis. It was Marty. Marty has them. I had I had one that <laughs> accidentally grew in a container, and it's it's got fruit now. Fruit's only about that big, though. Yeah. But they taste good. Yeah. And guess what I found in my refrigerator door the other day? <laughs> A whole little bucket of Rio Grande. Oh. Now, I don't know if they'll be good. They've been in there a couple of years. (laughs) But uh, I found a lot of interesting stuff. You do find a lot of interesting things. Plants that haven't been on the market in years. The good good news is uh, when Greg was here. Yeah. I gave him about half of my seed from the refrigerator. Oh, good. So something will happen to it. But anyway, well, how is uh, how is Greg in terms of organ? Uh, you know, he must be pretty good at organizing. Oh things. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then he's got he priorities. Did great there. work with those master gardeners up there. Oh, does he? Oh, that's oh cool. yeah, big time. They he love kind him. of ba- he kind of passed. He chose chose not to oh, work yeah. with them down here. That's the reason he left. They were going to make. And that's the reason the I got the Garden. job. That's right. Because uh, they they wanted Greg to to work with the master gardeners, he didn't want to. Oh, so no. they, they quick needed somebody to <laughs> fill that gap. And so all they could find was Cal. That's right. He's worked out pretty good. Turns out it's been an okay uh, proposition. Uh, yeah, we won. Yeah, we won a few awards. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but he's he's doing great with them now. Oh yeah, they so, you know, he's not the only one that's doing great with volunteers now. Milton. All mine have died. Uh. <laughs> I've got one of my volunteers that sends me the obituaries oh, no. of all the people <laughs> that I've worked with that have died. Mm. <laughs> well, but but anyway. I do think, if I remember the story correctly, he went from, oh, hell no, to, oh, yeah, this was my idea. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was pretty good about that. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, he re- at, at some point he realized that he, <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't get everything anymore. he wanted done by himself. Ah. So then he yeah. said, well, maybe 
you know, it works for some of these projects. Maybe it worked for more of our projects. <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, I didn't trust them because I'd been working on that project for about 30 years. Oh. And so it took me a while to trust them and uh, to weed. And when we got to weed and not chop up the blue bonds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was very upset when we got to chopping up blue bonds, especially sure. the colors. Yeah. But uh, they, I learned to trust them. One thing they could never do is rogue the plants. In other words, pull up the off color and throw them away. Yeah, so they kept them, huh? They'd pull them up and put them in a, in a bucket and take them home. And they actually replanted some. Hmm. You know, we say blue bonnets can't be uh, transplanted or replanted. They don't know you're volunteers. Well, <laughs> D, uh, I always I remember D. Emery was one of the oh, yeah. most notorious. Of course, she's one of the best workers there ever. <laughs> but she was notorious on, and yeah, she you would tell her throw that stuff away, and she'd shake yeah, yeah. her head yes, and it just end up in her trunk anyway. <laughs> And we found it in her backyard. Yeah, it's what found she said. all those things in the backyard. We yeah, went I, mean, over there I, met, I miss her, her and all of them. They were so <laughs> they're wonderful to work with. Yeah, continue to be wonderful to work with. But we we let them do it. You know, if they would work and weed, we'd let them have all the weeds. So it worked out. I got a, a letter. Let's see, August thirteenth. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Friday the thirteenth. Uh, I think I've heard from this lady before because she's in uh, in Bolverde, right up the road. Yeah. Uh, and she says the subject is kumquat tree. Okay. I always get kumquat and loquat and stuff. Oh. But kumquat's a citrus. Hmm. For those people that eat, and you eat the skin of that stupid thing. Oh, the kumquats? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not loquats? And they use the... No. I never did use mine, but I had a, a neighbor that harvested it every single, and oh. they used it in some recipes, oh, dessert yeah. recipes, I guess. Yeah, and they eat the skin, right? Oh, yeah. But and, they, and there's two types. One has a sweet skin, one is just a regular skin. But, well, okay. but, but anyway. Yeah, but then they grew their own. They finally, their, their plant matured, and then they didn't need mine anymore. <laughs> But anyway, so the question is, I have 25-feet tree, have a 25-feet foot kumquat tree. Gracious. And after the freeze, few branches on the top froze, but not the whole tree. Now bark is splitting and falling off. Is that what they do? Okay. It's still making new limbs. Thank you. And th- thank you. It's time, Melvin. Oh, no, I'm not going to say uh, <laughs> when the People who say that have been wrong before. Of course, she's in Boulevard. It's colder up there than it is down here. Well, but come, surprisingly, kumquats took it on the chin. My, mine didn't survive either. Okay. but uh, It didn't split bark, huh? No, I just killed dead in a doornail. <laughs> I think that's what, as Milton says, no, I don't say this. Going to happen to this one, because <laughs> when the bark splits, that means it's been frozen and frozen hard. 
Now, the reason uh, they're still making new limbs or has a new growth on it uh, is because it's it's growing on the uh, reserves in the bark that didn't freeze, uh, maybe in the upper part of the tree. And as soon as that plays out, since it's not growing and uptaking nutrients, uh, and especially in this hot weather, the plants will die. The plant will die. Isn't that what you think, Melton? No, I don't know. Melton, you no, have become I, I, so... I don't guess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I hope As that's Trace wrong. says you have to have hope. Yeah. I think that's wrong. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. But uh, that bark splitting and falling off, that's a bad sign. Oh. Because uh, uh, be, be ca- the rest of our listeners, be careful. There are some species of uh, plants and shade trees where bark uh, splitting and falling off is the normal when they get that size, the yeah. kumquat size. But right. Kumquat. That's, that's Oaks it. and pecans. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with this tree? <laughs> Is that, that, is that, that, that looks like a, is uh, that a... It's a crepe myrtle. Crepe myrtle that is naturally... Yeah. Just... It's got a pretty... It's got a very attractive oh, bark. Oh, no. It's got pretty bark. Yeah, that's... What variety is that? Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to take a picture of the whole it's tree. Big, what happens when it has bark on it, Milton? What does it do? It bark falls uh, Exfoliate. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, Milton. Okay, sorry. But anyway, uh, I haven't written her back... I'll just write her back and tell her Milton said. No, don't do that. <laughs> be sorry. sure to CC me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a shame. The uh, well, it, it could, there could be pieces of it that are, that will live, but <laughs> I see that uh, we've still got lawn and garden fertilizer on sale. Nineteen five nine, fifty percent slow release nitrogen. 4% iron and 12% sulfur. And a 40 pound bag, which covers 7,600 square feet, regularly $34.99. Mm-hmm. That's almost. Yeah. Sale for two, sale two for $60. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a pretty good saving. Mm hmm. And, uh, but. Are we getting near fertilization time? Yeah. Well, my buddy Neil. Yeah, what Neil said. Says, and he always says this, Bermuda turf, fertilized Bermuda turf with all nitrogen lawn food, which is as much as half or more of the nitrogen in a slow-release form. Do not fertilize St. Augustine for another three to four weeks to avoid late season outbreak of gray leaf spot and uh, fungus that is ex, ex- <laughs> in other words it's promote it's uh, encouraged by applications of nitrogen hmm. now when do we recommend uh, well after we mold the yard November, November 1 and uh, May 1st that about, that's about right yeah Three to four weeks. In other words, some people get excited and want to fertilize their lawns mm. early because it hadn't greened up. Now he said, uh, he said uh, to green up. Uh, 
iron-deficient plants use an iron-sulfur additive. And he says the function of sulfur is to acidify the soil so that the iron will remain soluble for as long as possible. You can't do that. Neil is... That's not right for you. He's wrong on this. Oh, man. (laughs) Many times I've mentioned that... uh, I'm not sure that he's he's wrong. As long as possible, he's saying. It acidifies temporarily, and then that releases iron. Um, I, th- yeah, I think, I think that's really worthy fun. of a kind of a de- that's worthy of a debate. All right, well, let's have that debate right after we get you caught up with the news. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. This is the answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on nine thirty a.m. The answer. <laughs> back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer 210-308-8867. That's the number to call to be a part of the show. It's a pretty day out here at the nursery. Uh, Not much breeze, but it's bright and sunny with fluffy little white clouds in the sky and uh, lots of butterflies. Uh, um, Maybe not as much as when we started the show. Bless you. Uh, But... uh, well, let's see if Jerry's butterfly is over there, his monarch that he likes. I don't see it. No, it well, must have been. two. The, I see that, a bunch of them. You see them? There's one on those. Oh, uh, there's, there's, there's some over at that end, too. Yeah, there's oh, one. That might be the queens over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a little one over there on the mist flower. They seem to love that mist flower. Oh, yeah, the queens. That is their favorite. Yeah. Oh, and that, the other thing they like is that... Uh, Oh, the the one with the, the purple flower. No, the purple flower. Uh, oh, da, da, starts with a D. Um, Duranta. Duranta. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Named you. after Jimmy Duranta. Yeah, yeah, they'll just cover. How could you forget that? Man? No, I didn't. I uh. remember the, the Inca Dinka Do variety. There you go. They'll just cover uh, a Duranta that's blooming right now, and there and most of the Durantas are blooming. And sadly, there aren't many listeners that probably get that reference. Uh, what? You yeah. mean? Uh, yeah, we have a lot of uh, seasoned citizens. Okay. Listen to our show. All right. They sure as hell know Jimmy Durant. Okay. 210-308-8867. Call us if you know Jimmy Durant or if you're going Jimmy Durant. <laughs> also, Neil. Right, did you all want to continue the argument about Neil and the fertilization? No. You sure? Yeah. Calvin was itching for a fight. I uh, know. Uh, that's what I've learned through the years not to fool with you. Okay. Well, I just wanted to. I thought that Neil's Neil was in the re- past. His, his statements on that were bothered me a bit, but this one doesn't bother me as much. Mm, that's good. He's getting older and more well, accepting. I, 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 I think I think Neil too is. Uh, is getting, gets more re- reasonable. Probably part part of it is that you communicate with them so often. Yeah. But he also Aww. he also I think reads the our paper. I mean re- reads the articles. Yeah. In the paper. 
okay. Okay. Uh, also, he he upset me though. Neil upset you? Yeah, on the lookout. He says, "Look it's out! Time for application of pre-emergent granules to prevent winter weeds is a, is approaching rapidly. The time for application of pre-emergent granule applied dimension halts or bayland granules between August 25th and Labor Day." <laughs> That's okay. To stop, listen to this, to stop germination of seeds of annual bluegrass. Now, why in the hell would anybody oh, want to stop the germination of annual bluegrass? It's the prettiest winter grass that we have. And it's free. It comes up in your yard. You don't have to plant it. Apparently, some people don't like it, huh? What? How could you not like a beautiful well, green? Well, if you've seen Neil's uh, lawn, you know he does not allow annual bluegrass to grow in that lawn. He does? No, it's pretty. It's a pretty. Uh, looks like a golf course. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Um, I'm, I'm, Way to go, Neil. <laughs> I'm uh, disappointed in Neil. I mean, what what other plant that you can have come up every year, germinate every year, and stay beautiful green all winter long? Rescue grass. <laughs> well, he includes that too. Well, oh, okay. Rescue grass and rye grass. But remember that if you plant, <laughs> if you put out the pre-emergence, uh, you can't. Use blue bonnets, uh, seed, or mm. any other types of seeding situation. But once, and all, and once also, they sprout, also, thank God you will have no second chance. Yeah. I'll also, remember that to read the label instructions because those that works on the lawn, but doesn't always work in your your flower garden or your vegetable garden or the shrub border would be if you not plant in any. Flowers by seeds, or right. So anyway, I I, did, I I get I need to take pictures of my backyard in the winter. You should you send them to Neil. I am. Say I don't. Say, know what what you, in the hell is wrong with you? Look at this beautiful yard. <laughs> it is. The, I always love bluegrass. Yeah. And this is just a reseeding bluegrass. No, Neil. Neil needs to be educated. A and and you're the man to do it. A and M turf people. Yeah, have yeah. been working for years. Yeah, to, to get a bluegrass that will grow in Texas, not burn up. Hmm. There it is. You have it. I have it. Okay. It grows in the winter. That's why it doesn't burn up. Parsons bluegrass surprise. There you go. I told you I looked for seed of that thing. Yeah, and uh, every uh, on the internet, you know, internet has everything. That's true. And, and uh, the only, the only thing, only information they have is how to keep it from germinating in your yard. No, no source of seed or anything else. Mm. I did find a country club. Did you ask Dennis to look for you? I think he did. Because, you yeah. know, Google Google asked Dennis questions yeah, when they can't, they can't figure things out. But I think he did look for it. All right. Don't did you ask Johnson City Joe? <laughs> no. Did you want some uh, 
cow peas. What does he have? Uh, cow patty peas? Cow, uh, pig pen? Pig pen. Uh, <laughs> Daisies? Uh, okay. Okay. Joe, uh, you have to call us and defend yourself. But anyway, the only I pl- found a country club uh, that even in the it's been in it's been in operation since the 30s, I guess. And uh, they have all their courses, their putting courses and things like that, planted oh, in, in bluegrass? annual bluegrass. Okay. But uh, hang on, Richard. If they want to, if they want to spread it, they have to collect their own seed because they can't find the places. Oh, the same problem you're having. Yeah. Hey, Richard is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Got a hummingbird question, huh, Richard? Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you, Milton. I wanted to uh, speak with Calvin Fisher. He seemed, be, well, whoever. <laughs> our hummingbirds. I live out here in a rural area, and we've had our hummingbird feeders have been well attended. <laughs> you know what I mean? Airplane. But a week or so ago, you can't find a hummingbird around there. You know what caused that? Or are they moving on? Or anything like that? Well, yeah, they, they're migrating. They actually could be, but I would I wouldn't be too quick. Um, they may have there may be something that started the bloom uh, somewhere else. Somewhere else, just and they're just uh, checking it out, or uh, you, you know. But but you're right. At some point in the next uh, month or so, there's going to be some action in terms of uh, movement. Uh, collecting or uh, uh, migrating, so we'll, yeah, we'll, okay. we'll get into a yeah we'll get into a period where you'll see lots of birds and then no birds and then lots of birds and three okay. different three different varieties. Okay, all right. Well, I, uh, I that, that was my question. Okay, well we're uh, you know let nature do its thing and that <laughs> change it. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll keep them up, and, uh, and thank you for your uh, yeah. time and your advice. Okay, well, let me. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting, though, you probably you maybe got another two weeks. I'll bet they'll kind of show up the next few days for a while. I was okay. trying to think of it, well, what, something that's blooming new. Uh, I don't know. Let's La- see. The, mor- blooming pretty the morning glories. The Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and you know, I don't know about everybody else, but just been a great crepe myrtle year. I mean, our crepe. Oh my goodness! Like what crepe. is that? Great crepe myrtle year. It really oh, has. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah, has. yeah, yeah. Well, Ryan, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, well, let, a, let, let us know yeah. next next week if oh, they well, show up. Yeah, yeah. I'll stay okay. in touch with you and see what happens. Uh, All right. All right. Thanks, Thank you, sir. Bye bye. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Oh, yes, what's that? No, uh, we, we, we're losing you, Richard. All right. I think we're not losing you. Give, give us a call back, Richard. Thanks. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Um, also, it's been... It was 90 when I pulled in here. Mm-hmm. At I think 12, it's still 90. 12. Let's see. Uh, and that's hot weather. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens in hot it's weather? It's 91 now. 
spider mites uh, multiply their numbers every three days when it's over 90 degrees. They're born pregnant, aren't they? They are. I couldn't well, remember. Well, aphids are born pregnant. I couldn't remember what it was that was born pregnant. I, I, don't, I don't never have checked on a spider mite. Okay. They're sort of small. <laughs> They're mighty small, are they? <laughs> yeah, there you go, Melvin. Uh, spider mites are turning leaves of marigolds. Wait a minute. Isn't that what you plant to f- f- chase the bugs away? Marigold. To, to uh, mites. Yeah. You, you plant them and they collect them. There you go. But uh, some of the some of the marigolds that I planted this spring had reseeded, and so I, yeah. I haven't seen any spider mites <laughs> yet, though. Uh, anyway, they turn mar- the leaves of marigolds and many other plants tan. They get they get so thick. Uh, the the leaves oh, yeah. leaves actually turn tan because the little little uh, spider mites on the bottom of the leaves sucking them. Our tomatoes could be even threatened. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's a good question to kind of go back to the heat. Uh, yeah. Would would it's middle of August? Would you have expected more spider mite calls by now? Uh, or is it maybe more end of August and September? Well, they don't like rain. Oh, okay. And we've had some pretty heavy rain. Yeah. In fact, yeah. that's one of the controls is to wash them off with a hard spray of water. And I don't think we emphasize spider mites in the fall like we do the oh. late summer. Okay. So they might be there, and we're just, the, our, our gardeners, listeners are just doing the same thing we are, just looking for the other issues mm-hmm. that we're waiting for. And, and why is that, Milton? Why is why? they're not as bad in the fall as they are in the spring? Because it's summer. cooler. Yeah, there you go. Okay, and it probably rains more. <laughs> it's going to get yeah. sometimes. It'll be cooler at night. Too. Yeah, yeah, and that slows down their production. They don't like to, you know, be out in the cold when they're reproducing. Sure. Does it? Sure. Have you ever seen a spider mite? No. Now, you, you, have, you have a picture, don't you? Uh, on plant uh, answers. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to see the mites, though. Okay, <laughs> but I thought you got like a close-up of a spider mite or something. What was that? Maybe it's an aphid. Yeah, maybe somebody. Else. I'll look. I'll look on plant answers. But anyway, we, uh, it says <laughs> if you see, uh, you will also see a very fine webbing forming on the leaves. Especially where the leaf is attached to the plant. The stem, get what they call that. But anyway, the stem that attaches the leaf to the plant. And you'll see the webbing develop there first. Hmm. Now, I've seen marigolds uh, have so many spider mites, the whole plant is covered with a web. And uh, when you see that in your garden, you you might as well move because you've got <laughs> millions and millions of spider mm. mites out there. And the only the only cure is to uh, get rid of them, rid of the plants, put them in the garbage can, or don't put them in the compost pile. Yeah, because then you they'll, they'll, they'll spray it. Were they happy there in the compost pile? So in a in a plastic bag. In the garbage, and that gets rid of all. That gets rid of all the mothers, Milton. 
And fathers, or they just fathers mothers? too? Okay. I never have been able to tell them apart. I know. There's a video on YouTube, but I can't. I can't play it. <laughs> There's a spider mite close-up video. Is that right? I'll send it to you, or maybe Dennis will send it to you. There you go. Two one zero three zero eight. We're making Dennis work today. Two one zero three zero eight. He's got to find you bluegrass seed. He's got to find. Uh, I think he's San- for the bluegrass hottest seed. July in San Antonio. Um, <laughs> and now we got him working on spider mite pictures and videos. Yeah. All Reproduction. Right. Okay. Well, no. Just look for reproduction of spider mites. Okay, you're you're getting too narrow. Let's just. Uh, <laughs> that sounds uh, very close to pornography. To I me. know. We don't want to. <laughs> and right. also, yeah. Neil said. What else does Neil say? That, that if you're you have nut beat sage, up over. nut sage or nut grass in your lawn, this is your last call to apply image, the original formulation that is labeled for control. Of nut sedge or sedge hammer. I love that. Oh, okay. To eliminate it. Both products need several weeks of warm weather to complete their work. So if you get into fall, <laughs> which I guess is coming, I don't know, uh, it won't work as well. Now, even when it's hot, it's going to take a while, mm. to two to three weeks before you see. That the uh, sedge, the sedge, sedge is uh, being damaged. Now, which one of you liked manage? And is manage gone? One of you liked manage. One of you liked image. And y'all used to get in big I like, arguments. I liked image, but uh, did Jerry like manage? Oh yeah, it's faster. Is it gone? No. Oh okay. I think they still have it. That sedge hammer. Oh, it's as sedge hammer. It's yeah. the same product. Yeah. Oh. Okay, that's uh, weird. Uh, we'll ask, ask Trace, but I'm pretty yeah. either that or it's under another name, but the product is still available. Okay. Uh, and Calvin been talking to Neil about the fall color, to plant fall color now, and that's what we have out here on our benches. And uh, he, he mentioned zinnias, Mildred. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I, that's Marigolds a, and Celosia, coxcomb. Hmm. By potted transplants that are in bud but not yet in bloom. Good luck. Whenever possible. And that's not very possible. As we look out across all of our, all of our blooming uh, well, plants. Well, and here. with these selections, it's not really any. You don't gain anything because most of these boom until the cold weather comes anyway, yeah. Thanksgiving or after. You know, I've seen that effect on marigolds when we were doing the marimom trials, that if you didn't take that bloom off when you, when you planted it, it'd stunt the plant. Hmm. And you could not make it quit stunting the plant, whether you fertilized it or whatever you did. Hey, but, we got, But I've never seen that on uh, Vinca, Periwinkle. No. We got Beth on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi there, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I listen to you guys all the time when I'm doing things in my kitchen. It's one way that will make me stay in here. I carry on a conversation <laughs> with y'all. Anyway, the oh, main thing you. I wanted to talk about was plants that the deer won't eat. Uh, mainly, it is um, shrimp plant, 
and a vi- terrible vine that is butterfly weed vine that they won't touch. In fact, I have been pondering, getting see if I could find someone who would come and spray with Roundup this area where I have the butterfly vine growing. Maybe not now. Maybe I should wait till next spring when it comes out again. It's just taken over. And in one area, I have let it just become a ground cover. But it still sends out those vines. I really have to keep tabs on it. But the deer don't eat it. What color is the flower? It's that little yellow one that makes that pretty okay. little butterfly. Yeah, but that, that's for, that's one of the first times I've heard that and butterfly you, vine takes <laughs> over. Yeah, and you want to get rid of it? Absolutely, because it puts out these long runners, and it I'll just t- takes uh, takes over everything. Uh, Beth, I'll t- trade you some coral vine for uh, <laughs> a butterfly vine. That's what I have been. I really and truly have been wanting to get some coral coral vine oh, wow. and let it ramble up in a little grove of hackberries and other things. You know, I have, I'm on almost two acres of land, and so I can let things spread. But this butterfly vine, terrible. Anyway, and part of the mis- part of the mistake was last fall uh, when things started to shut down. I weed eated the whole area, that scalped it, and I thought, good, I can see all of those vines that are on the top of the ground, and that, that they'll probably freeze and die. Hooray! But they came up. Just everywhere, every joint along those vines sprouted. <laughs> you know, and the fl- little flowers are pretty, but it, it absolutely has to be controlled. And so uh, trying to just keep it under control, let it be a ground cover using a weed eater, that's, that's what I've been <laughs> trying to do until I can get rid of it. But also there's a little white climbing rose, teeny little leaves on it, and few little white flowers that has intermingled with it that makes it a mess. You know, it's just huh. it's just one of those uh, things that that I really would that, like to get. Where you planted that butterfly vine, right? Well, I planted it years ago because a dear beloved friend had one on a nice little pipe trellis. You know, and then things happened in life when you kind of let things go, and it did. It <laughs> went and got out of control. Okay, so, but can you can you see the main stem where you planted it? Oh no, it's been it's over covered. It's there are main stems all over the ground. Everywhere the vine touches the ground, it makes a root. You know, and the vines vines kind of run under the grass and they'll go out to all areas and then surprise you by popping up you know so but anyway well, it, in the, it, it has it has the yellow blooms and it makes the little butterfly seed pot yes 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 which are pretty you know and that's why i wanted to get it started way back there would have been over 10 years ago you oh, know okay. but it's it's too much now uh, like I said, I'm kind of treating it like a ground cover, but in the, whenever would be the right time. And I, I wonder if it dies, whenever it dies down again in the fall and winter, if I scalp it again and then wait till it comes, starts sprouting up next spring, then attack it with Roundup would be the better thing. I, I hate the even thought of using Roundup. I know it's so dangerous. It's killing people all over the United States, right? Right, right. I just I yeah. Dread the thought. Terrible. 
but it's I don't like to have to get out and grub things out. Yeah. You know what? Uh, <laughs> what? What is you? What have you got around these? This uh, butterfly vine. I mean, have you got shrub? Is it in the shrub? San Augustine San Augustine covers around the edge, but there is one persistent china berry tree that comes up, and it's been cut down and treated several times. And one bucket of the uh, fireweed or firebush, firebush, I think that Calvin said his finally came out. Yeah. But they're in pots. And then not in the same immediate area, but where the vines are climbing to, I have a Confederate jasmine that also was very, very old. And it we pruned it back just severely and everything. And then I was sorry that I took it such drastic work on it. But now it has come back up, and it's all right. I'm managing it. But it, it is enclosed by a sidewalk and the walls of the house, the Confederate jasmine. So I want to keep it, and I'm, I feel like I'm managing it. Anyway. Okay. Well, fall would be the t- fall is a time when they uh, seem to be the most susceptible to that spray by uh, Roundup. Yeah. At least that's when they do the poison ivy and things. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was going to talk to someone out at one of the – City natural areas and see what kind of advice, advice they might give, but but really I'm really afraid of it. You know, I really don't want to use Roundup. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. So, uh, why don't you use a product called Remedy? Remedy. Yeah. Hey. R- Remedy. Oh, okay, let me it's write. It's taken that. through the bark and uh, uh, it translocates into the plant, and uh, when you spray it on. And uh, it usually kills all the plants to the root. Okay. Yeah. You, you got to be. You got to be careful. You got to be careful with it. Just like, uh, I mean, round, Roundup. Now it doesn't have a reputation for Cancer. injuring its uh, yeah. ap- applicators, but yeah. it's still. Yeah. I'll, I'll check ki- that and read everything. about it, and, because yeah. I, I, I am. The uh, one, one, vinegar and orange oil, you know, I almost laugh at it. But anyway, <laughs> I have used I have used it on other little kind of almost like annual weeds that come up, and but I, I know it doesn't affect this other one at all. Anyway, yeah. okay, that, let me. Uh, Would the cut vine and stump killer be a good? Or well, that that that. You'd have to spray. Oh, okay. You don't want to. There's about forty thousand different stems out there. Oh, okay. Oh, many, but, many. But uh, yeah. as Jerry mentioned, the, that uh, that active ingredient. If you spray that, it will penetrate those those stems. Yeah. Okay. Okay, no, Beth. Okay, we got to well, run. Okay. Okay, okay, thank you. Good luck, Ben. Good luck Bye-bye. Thank All you. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Uh, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a question from the crowd right now, so we'll be back in a moment on The Answer. Come to kill the flowers. The dawn of understanding. 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We got a text from someone that says, why people want to get rid of a nutsedge is beyond me. It's beautiful, and the nuts are edible. There you go. Okay. <laughs> like me and my uh, annual, annual blue crab. Yeah. That no- number looks familiar. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it does. You could probably guess who that was from. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. What's going on in your world? Give us a call if you're getting rain. Our listeners in New Braunfels and San Marcos up in Comfort looks like it's getting some rain. Uh, so, yeah, we want to. Humidity feels like we are. Is it getting a little more humid? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Let's see. Uh I'm Scooter. looking at KSAT's radar now, and uh, yeah, I'm hope, hoping I'm able to get to the car, man. And the sarcasm's getting again, thicker too. Again. Did you notice that? <laughs> well, and then Milton's going that direction, so Milton will uh, help yeah. you. And I, I'll get this phone call, and I'll say, "Jerry, who?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. So the future. Let's see if it gives me a time. I don't know how they do this, but yes, I'll look at the future radar, and uh, let's see if I can. Uh, what it tells future me. Future radar, yeah, that, that it's not even there yet. Okay, it says uh, about four to five o'clock in San Antonio. Oh, okay. And then it's out. It's as quickly as it comes in, it goes out. Yeah. Now to the uh, east of us, they get. It looks like they get lots of rain. Well, mine, okay. mine says it's only a thirty percent chance at four o'clock. Okay. Uh, we haven't talked much about roses after the freeze. Oh, let's do that. I don't think they uh, they actually they didn't freeze. I don't think mine didn't. But uh, no, they look better. The mine uh, knockouts are doing better, and uh, and they've had a lot of rain too. Yeah, I think I I, I kind of I have to admit that I let the. Uh, uh, amaranthus grow in the rose bed. There you go. So my so you can make rose hips and uh, <laughs> amaranthus. Then I got the string mower out. Oh, and so and that amaranthus uh, when the, they're that big are are tough. And you also have to be kind of careful that you don't get the rose. Yeah, because you can if you uh, what it bark a <laughs> bark a rose with that yeah. weed eater. Yeah, it never recovers from that. Not like a, a big tree. That's the that's the situation you want. It uh, reminds you that uh, if you have a, pr- a pretty big rose bed, even if you've got the uh, tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses, uh, it's a good idea to have a, a good mulch in there to keep things like uh, pigweed from growing. And uh, oh, four o'clock—that's mm. that's the the major uh, <laughs> enemy there in a in the my big rose bed is the All right, Johnson City Joe's on the line. No, he wants to defend Nutsedge. Oh, geez, what's going on, Joe? Well, I glad just you, wanted glad to you talk. called in. We were worried about you. Well, yeah, yeah I, uh, I need people to worry about me. Uh, <laughs> I, I need a lot. I used to have two secretaries that had to take care of me. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, What's happening? No, I was, uh, we're getting rain up here right oh, now. Oh, are you? So we're 65 yeah, but... miles north of y'all. 
It looked like Hello? that. Looks like a yeah. Looks like a strong one. Strong storm. Yeah. So it's pretty. There's a lot good. of red We're and yellow. It, uh, a pretty good rain, but uh, I do want to uh, defend nutsedge and bluegrass. I mean, why people <laughs> go to all the trouble on these lawns and spend all the money on these lawns and they worry about nutsedge, which is so pretty, if they just let it grow. That's true. Hello. It'll get big, too, tall. Oh, yeah. If you, I've got nut, some nuts in one of my citrus <laughs> squares, and it took me a while. To, I looked at it, and what in the world is that? It's about 18 inches <laughs> yeah, tall. Yeah. I, thought, I thought maybe the uh, oh, the lilies or something were coming <laughs> up again. Well, you get yeah. out there in a drought, and what is green? Nutsedge. There you go. And if you dig down in it and you bring it up, it's got a little nut on it. We're all into foraging now. Ever since I've heard about pigweed is good to eat. <laughs> well, you got that little nut on that nut sedge is good to eat, too. You have a chayote I wonder, report? I wonder where his uh, secretaries are when yeah, they're eating. Yeah. <laughs> he he's busy eating nut sedge, nuts, and uh, pigweed seeds. <laughs> I feel sorry for them yeah. for all their service. And, but, uh, uh, I bet you, bet you they got good to, stories to tell. You need to tell these people to quit worrying about their lawns so much. <laughs> well, you, much can you give us uh, their lawns? Can you give us their names and uh, phone numbers, Joe? <laughs> you call secretaries? <laughs> oh, my secretary. There yeah. Was, uh, I <laughs> We'd like to call them and interview them on the program. No. Yeah, they tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) How's your Chayote project coming? Huh? It's coming good. It's coming good. I've got it in a pot right now. Oh, good. Oh, and by the way, I cooked some the other day, sautéed it Mm -hmm. with a little onion, a little carrot. And my br- my uh, my uh, twin grandsons, they hate a whole lot of it. All right. Do and they I look healthier what, now? Uh, well, they look it. But I tell you what's, what, what uh, coyote has going for it. Yeah. It's the crunch factor. Hmm. I don't care how hard you cook it; it's not going to go mushy. Okay. Huh. Have you tried it uh, yet? That does sound good. No, uh, I haven't tried it yet. Somebody was going to make well, some. Well, have you planted it? any yet? No, I'm trying. I got to get a. I want to get an heirloom, so I don't. <laughs> I don't risk oh. the mosaic virus thing. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. Well, you go on. I told you where to go for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> uh, you, well, Joe, do you, I don't know if you've heard about this in Johnson City, but. There is such a thing, and it's enforced uh, very badly uh, <laughs> as child abuse. Oh, feeding, no, he's feeding, helping those kiddos. Yeah. Uh, well, when they go that, to uh, the sheriff and turn him in, I want him to remember that I warned him. Nah, I think Joe, you, if, you, you if you want to curb your appetite before a meal, yeah. Just cut you a half of a chowte and put a little salt and salt on it and eat it. It's got a little apple flavor to it. Yeah. I'm Same. already almost getting bones again. 
Yeah, and, and, and the neat thing about it is just looking at it. Between uh, that and the pigweed. your appetite. Between Joe's, yeah. uh, between the chayote and the pigweed, Joe is eating healthy. And nuts edge. Can he eat the nuts edge? Oh, she said oh it was yeah, edible. nuts. What's the, uh, I wonder what the nutritional value of that is. They actually had uh, varieties of nuts edge when it was first introduced. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Bigger, bigger nuts. Okay. It's a high, now it's a, they've got bigger high. nuts eating it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, y'all need well, to tell you, these Joe. people. You need to tell these people to just to relax about their lawns and stuff. Let that stuff grow. Have you talked to our listeners? They get it very upset. We're going to tell them to call you. Uh-huh. They they love those lawns. I know they do. They spend thousands of dollars on those lawns. Just let them go. <laughs> Were you cringing when she had to get rid of that china berry tree or whatever she was? Searching? Now, of course, Joe, we uh, work here for Millburgers. We do not adhere to that uh, recommendation. <laughs> oh, Except uh, yeah, for the annual right. bluegrass. tell those products. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot oh. about that. <laughs> we yeah. are co- constantly looking for a more uh, water... Uh, conserving uh, grass varieties yeah. and environmentally more appropriate. Uh, Does bluegrass need much water? No, no. I've never watered it. Oh, well. And that grass doesn't either. Okay. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, I don't think Jerry's going to go there, but we'll see. <laughs> Thanks, right. Joe. We'll see right. y'all. Bye-bye. See you later. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Speaking of invasive and living, uh, spreading plants, okay. <laughs> Neil's got a little write-up about purple plants that he loves. Guess purple what plants? The, purple plants. Okay. Guess what the first purple plant is that he released? Mm, let me think. Let me, was purple it heart. Oh, purple heart. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a, but the, the ground cover called purple heart will stay with you for years. Now, that is an understatement, buddy. If you don't like it, don't plant it. Yeah. The way you've talked about it. <laughs> and uh, that lady was talking about uh, Roundup to weed the plant. Yeah. You can use Roundup on Purple Heart and, and not, do not even burn it. Wow. And it'll kill all the grass and stuff in it. But uh, oh. he, he says it's, def- it's, it's a relative of wandering you that people use as a house plant, but it's definitely perennial. It dies to the ground with the first freeze, but comes back from its roots the following spring, even after this past winter. And uh, mm-hmm. my neighbor and I saw that happen in our yeah. in our yard. And the funny thing about it is, when it comes back from, from below ground, 
it's got the beautiful purple color to it. Now, mm. as it gets older and begins to get a bigger plant, yeah, uh, it's not nearly as purple as those sprouts are. So, uh, and I, I saw. Milton, I'll have to bring another an example of of the uh, color there, so we can determine yeah, whether it's Jerry blue or purple. Sees things or, they call it purple heart, but I'm sure they got that wrong too. Yeah. It's probably blue. <laughs> Evelyn is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty. What were we just talking about her? We just said we hadn't heard from her in a while. Hi there, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good. Doing well. We're just oh. waiting to see if it gets some rain. Yeah, we need it in a bad way now. Looks At like it's trying to come down 35. We don't have enough. Um, <laughs> I have an American uh, Nixon flame vine, and yeah. that doesn't have seed, right? It, um, I've never I seen it. Does. I'm thinking, well, I it think will. it does see, have seed, yeah. I've never Cause I, harvested it in the air or anything. Because I see the birds on... Yeah, going to, uh, through the pods. Now, yeah. Trace just walked up. Catch him up to what she's asking about Mexican flame vine. Is that what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? Color, to... You know what color the blooms are, man? Mm-mm. Orange. Orange. Oh, okay. Tennessee like orange. Like flame. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a pretty, a pretty plant. And, and the butterflies also, love it. Oh, oh do yeah, they? Okay. They do. Yeah, they yeah, there's they a just... chance I'm going to have passion vine. I'm sorry? Soon. There is a chance I'm going to have some passion vine really soon. Oh, okay. That wouldn't, it'll be the first time this year, but uh, <laughs> there's a shot. So do you have to take cuttings for that to keep it going? Or I've never seen no. seed on it, I don't think. It's a, it's a perennial. It'll come back uh, passion here. Passion vine? Yeah, but oh. if it freezes back too far like it did uh, last year or year before, it will not come back. I even protected it, and it didn't come back. But anyhow, I found uh, plants somewhere and brought it home and I've planted it this year again and it's it's full of blooms and full of, full of butterflies and I'd like to protect it for the oh, winter. Yeah. So a normal year, you're no problem. Uh, this is a, a twice in a lifetime freeze that we went yeah. through so uh, historically we won't see one of these the rest of our life. Find, a, find a little corner. <laughs> a sh- find a sheltered corner too and start a plant. Uh, that's that's what mine ended up, but I, I expected it to be done for. I didn't see it a while. Now it's yeah. looming up a storm. Yeah, when I, uh, the first time I saw that uh, plant, I was uh, riding with uh, John Fanick, and we were we were going out to that nursery that used to be in New Braunfels, kind of outside of town. And we drove up to that fence. It had a fence full of that plant. I jumped out. I literally jumped out of the car before it started stopped rolling. <laughs> well, we had, to we take had, pictures. We had it growing at the uh, the center in the uh, the planting we had on. Yeah, at uh, off Austin Highway. No, it was uh, what planting? Uh, the one downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah. What what was the name? It's of? a huge vine. Yeah. I mean, it it it's a big big vine. But uh, it's pretty. It's pretty shade tolerant. It's yeah. shade, shade tolerant too. And I asked uh, John what the hell was it, and uh, he said, told me what it was, and said that uh, it only blooms in the fall. No, does, mo- does most of it blooming in the fall? July, uh, July, and uh, yeah. after. But it was spectacular. Yeah, this is right. too. 
If they had it in maroon, we'd have probably put, made it a Texas uh-huh. Superstock. But but Evelyn Evelyn's right. It is uh, really popular with the butterflies. And it smells wonderful. It just takes your breath away. Would, uh, we we don't know that. Yeah, none of our noses work. <laughs> yeah, Milton's mites. We could send Milton and Calvin out to verify that. Can I What's take cutting for it? Can I take, you take cutting? cutting? Oh yeah, I think it readily roots from cutting. Okay, do it. Do it like green. Green. Okay. Do like do like you would do a rose. Read uh, Milton's wonderful rose article on propagation on plantanswers.com. I can't find that. You sure y'all haven't done anything with? Well, you could do that. uh, Starting in the plant, yeah, which is uh, because because uh, the, 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 the roots run across the ground a bit, and you can yeah, just bury one bury, of those roots, bury those in the ground, and then when they they root, you just dig them up, yeah, and they make another plant. Okay, can I ask they one more? T- yeah, go ahead, Evelyn. Um, American Beauty Berry, it has those berries on there. Can you plant those berries and grow a plant, or no? God does, but I'm not sure how much success you're going to. Yeah. Uh, I think some of those seed will germinate. Uh, I never have done it myself. Uh, we do. We usually do it by uh, cuttings, rooted cuttings, and uh, because if you wait late in the season, like summer or, or fall, you'll have so many berries, you won't have any new wood to root. Well, there's lots of berries on there now, and the birds are yeah. taking advantage of it too. Yeah. Well, uh, I would, I would. It'd be a good experiment to try some of those berries. Okay. And they've got. I know they've got seed in them. But she needs to wait for the berry to not be purple anymore, right? It's going to be dry. Well, yeah. Let Uh-oh. those berries dry a little bit first. Is that what you're saying? No, well, no. Once they turn purple. Well, they are purple uh, now. Almost, so I can... almost, almost black. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, that's a cross between two be- beauty berries, uh, the wild beauty berry uh, up in East Texas, all over the fields and everything else. But they crossed it with uh, another blue be- uh, beauty <laughs> berry and uh, uh, made it larger, made the berries larger and... Uh, and the, the plant more productive of berries. Okay. <laughs> but you just go ahead, wait till they turn brown, or if you want, um, I mean, purple. get right, purple. And uh, wait till they get soft. Okay. If you want to. And uh, you can try some both ways. She's going to have an issue with the birds. Before huh? the birds get it, you have to put some kind of uh, yeah, plastic put sack a, around. Put a little uh, plastic bag around. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and then they're, sque- they're, sque- squeeze the seed out of the berries. They'll get them. <laughs> and uh, uh, then go ahead and uh, let the, uh, let the seed dry. Of course, you might want to wash them off a little bit, and then let them dry, and then save the seed. Uh, you don't have a greenhouse, I don't think. I do, but um, a lot of stuff yeah. froze in it last winter. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, wait till spring, April or May, and plant your seed. Okay. 
I can Alrighty. do that. No, okay. okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Evelyn. Glad to hear from you. Let us know how they go. Yeah. All right. Am I right? Am I right about the color of that uh, vine being uh, burnt orange? I think so. I think it. Oh, good. Burnt orange now. <laughs> Seems like I dug that up. It's Tennessee orange. Okay. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. Thanks, everyone. Have you got uh-huh. some, Trey? Bye. I, I did when I went on vacation. I'd have to go down and see if they're still there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's going to take me a week to wrap my head. You back take around. care, Evelyn. All right. We've got about two minutes, Trace. Let's. Uh, what? Else, what? We'll, well give you the mic. We talked a little bit about that night blooming jasmine and uh, sandback jasmine, and people are starting to come in and. Oh, good. Not, not to mention I told them to call the uh, people on the wish list that have been oh, good. waiting for months for those things. Ooh. Yeah, that sandback is a heirloom plant. Supposedly very fragrant. It is. Now, I can smell the night-blooming jasmine, but I can't smell that one. <laughs> but the problem with it is, <laughs> after it blooms, it's a double flower, so it holds the dead bloom. After the bloom dies, yeah, it it it's a, has a uh, holding on to the bloom problem. But you said I could just most, rake it. And... Most people cut. No, that's uh, oh, okay. Mexican oregano. Oh, okay. But uh, most people that grow it, you know, uh, it's been in their family for a long oh, time. Oh, cool. Okay, that's nice. And the only people that used to grow it around here is uh, orange. Orange Nursery, which is, I don't know, and, about, and Wolf Nursery. Yeah. Wolf Nursery didn't grow them. They sold them. Well, they bought the liners and they grew them. Oh, did they really? You bet they did. Okay. I, okay. I didn't know that. I thought that Orange was the main supplier. Well, they could be a, could have been, <laughs> but uh, we, we sold our share yeah, they were uh, the stores the here. People would uh, sell them at flea markets. All the time. Have you ever seen any henna? We talked about this already. No. Oh, did we? Okay. No, okay. There, is, about 30. there is a new coleus called henna. Oh. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Greg's right. Greg, looking for something. 30 seconds. David's still coming at the end of the month? Uh, yes. Good. You can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about David's presentation, not next weekend, but the weekend after, the 28th. I can order away. I know. You're very excited. I'd say call us, but don't. Uh, yeah, the phone still yet. don't work, so if you want to go, you can email us, or you can drop by in person and sign up. There we go. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.